0: Hello, and welcome to Case File Twenty Five of Microscope, the show that examines some of the world's biggest mysteries. This episode we're getting to the bottom of one of the most significant recent conspiracies as we find out the truth behind the mind control abilities of 5G phone towers. I phoned up Greg Gloves, a recently retired engineer who has worked for British Telecom for most of his adult life. While working at BT, Greg was tasked with looking into using mobile phone signals as a form of mind control. And in this episode, we grill Greg to find out the extent of these powers. We talk about the history of the project and find out the real story behind the former rotating restaurant at the top of the BT Tower in London. But the recording starts with me asking Greg if he has enjoyed his time working for BT. Yes, I did. Yes. And am I right in thinking that you were the person that calibrated and configured the, the sort of the mind control aspect of these 5G towers that... Um...
1: Ah, well, yeah I could, I could sue you for defamation of character. But yes, you're completely right. I did. Um, One G was where I first started. Right. Yeah, of course. It was originally called uh, G. We didn't think there'd be a 2G, of course. Yeah. Um, I was known at work as 2Gs because my name is Greg Gloves. Yeah. So um, I was known in the office as 2Gs. Uh, When 2G actually came about, somebody walked in the office and said, "Uh, Newsflash. Uh, Your initials are now what you're going to be working on. What a strange sentence, I remember saying to him. (laughs) Yeah, weird. Anyway, about six months later, 3G came in. My God, 2Gs working on 3Gs. Anyway, 5G is, uh, well, the pinnacle. I I do not believe there will be a 6G. I'll tell you that right now. That's, it ends at five. It ends at five, yes. there. It can get no higher. And if it does go higher, it won't be G, it'll be H or something. I think we've right. run out of Gs. And G in this instance refers to
0: what? The ability to successfully control people's minds through these broadcasts.
1: Well, again, you know, salacious uh, hearsay uh which is sadly completely true. Um yes, it completely bends people's minds uh, for the for example the United Kingdom where we are now where I'm broadcasting from and I can yep. tell you it is dangerous. It is so dangerous but in the wrong hands it can be lethal and used against people. I must stress that
0: So let's just get a sort of historical perspective on it then. So when you were starting with like 1G, I'm guessing the ability to control people's minds wasn't as strong, wasn't as powerful?
1: Um, Right. So, yeah, 1G basic stuff. Uh, I used to tour uh, universities, Reading, Southampton, uh, Winchester, uh, University of East Anglia. And I used to tell everyone about uh, how basically how to turn on their mobile phones and then uh, how to set it onto 1G. Uh, then what I do is I go sit in the car. I see how many people uh, set it to 1G. And then if I think of the students at Southampton Uni, I got three of them uh, to walk into the sea. I got six of them to buy baked beans. And then uh, two of them I actually did lose because uh, they were in some kind of concrete bunker or something.
0: So basically, 1G right, so they, they, so they, once, the, once the signal goes, the mind control aspect stops as well.
1: Yeah. So, for example, uh, the guys that were walking into the sea, as soon as their trousers hit the water where their phones were, they were uh, I could see them with my uh, periscope. They were going, why the hell are we in the sea? And they'd run back, uh, run back onto the sand.
0: So it, it sounds like you've got almost complete control over people's function on 1G. Why was there the need to upgrade it to 2, 3, 4 and now 5?
1: Again, I'm I'm talking to layman here. I must remember that. I must write it on my uh, forehead, and then you know have a mirror in front of me so I can remind myself that I'm talking so to you, a layman. You'd, you'd
0: write you'd write the word layman backwards on your own head to look at a mirror to yes. remind you that I am a layman in this
1: regard. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm not the layman, even though I've written no. it on my head backwards. Yeah, because I can read it in the mirror. Right. So, you know, if someone's, uh, I don't know, if someone drove past me in a car, they'd just think I had squiggles on my head. Mm. Whereas if they were looking at me in the car using their back mirror, yeah, they'd go, layman. And I'd say, yeah, not me, you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. um, do you intend do you to go out walk it, walk it, walking with the word layman on
0: your head after this interview?
1: Well, I only use, uh, and it's something that you do... (laughs) Permanent markers. Yes, I do only use permanent markers in my life. And uh, that has, let me tell you, caused a lot of problems. But I don't believe in rubbers uh, or erasers. I've removed the delete key from my computer. I do not believe in getting rid of your mistakes. You must show it at all times. Uh, This has got me in a hell of a lot of trouble, of course. You know, my uh, my, uh, daughter's wedding... uh, uh, what happened there? <laughs> well, I gave the speech, and uh, I had. Uh, I, I wrote a few things that I, I regret, and of course, I don't cross anything out. And I also make it a point of uh, honour that I will read out my mistakes. And uh, there was, I can't remember why, but I just couldn't spell uh, the word nincompoop. And uh, yeah. I, I tried it about 12 times. But in that wedding speech, I said, uh, Ninkom pop, uh, Ninkom pap, <laughs> uh, Nickel plops, uh, Nimnam him <laughs> right and all of these all of these were in the speech that you crossed out but
0: you you refused to uh... yes
1: i will never if i make a mistake i will read out the mistake to show my vulnerabilities right but when you are calling your future uh son-in-law Lincoln uh, poop and uh, you say it 12 times uh, yeah. you get a few glares from a few of the tables who haven't they got no idea who you are they're like who's this guy sure father of the bride i had it written on my forehead father <laughs> yeah, of the bride my- Right, well, getting back to to 1G. (laughs) Yeah, well, 1G, again, how we got on this in the first place, you're a layman with respect.
0: Yes, so I'm trying to understand, if you've got complete control over people's brains on 1G, why the need for two, three, four, and five?
1: 1G, when I said I made some students go into the sea and I made some students buy beans, Mm. 1G was just a text. Uh, I just sat in my car and texted them, walk into the sea, uh, and... You know, a couple of them buy beans. Uh, uh, I didn't know if they were going to do it. And I I don't know. They're thick. I don't know what's wrong with them, but some of them did it. You know, I don't know. That is what's very interesting about 1G, I thought. I thought, hmm, I'm putting it out there, but will they do it? 5G, very different. They will do it, and they're not even receiving a text.
0: So 1G, you you weren't sure if it was mind control or just people willingly following your text messages, but 5G is Mm. confirmed mind control.
1: 5G is complete mind control. You know, I mean, I could try it right now if you want. Sure. Okay, uh, well, where I'm sat, I can see outside uh, to my garden. Yeah. And uh, my garden, I can see my son. Mm. He's out there and uh, he's in his sandpit and he's got. Um, How old is he? Uh, he's four. Yeah. And he's got a little truck. And what a 5G smartphone. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Galaxy Note. In his dungarees, he's got a, <laughs> yeah, he's he got a, got a spanner in his breast pocket. You know the big square pocket at the front. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's got a plastic spanner. Uh, he's got four crayons and uh, a, an empty baby bell wrapper. Okay, and uh, and a Galaxy Four. Uh, note. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna now um, text him. Turn right. on your five G.
0: Right, so he's, he's not got. He's not using the data at the moment. I guess he's in the sandpit. He doesn't, doesn't want to waste it.
1: Yeah, well, I pay his bill. I pay his bill, so I, I yeah. tell him when he can turn it on. on, or on. Right. <laughs> so I've texted him now, turn yeah. on your 5G. And I can see him out there. I can, I can see him lip-reading. Turn on my 5G. Yep. Right. Switches uh, it on. Yeah. I can see he's done that. Right. Now, his 5G is on. He is mine. Okay. And how do
0: you how do you control him? You have a sort of console. How do you um, how do you broadcast <laughs> yeah. it from the five G cell towers?
1: Well, yeah, I set up a tower uh, in next door's garden, so it's a very strong signal. Have to say that. And I'm going to now uh, using just a simple laptop, cost me about three hundred quid. I'm going to now send a message to the, uh, the the control. Okay, I've done that. Right. What does the message say? What? what, what uh, well, what? let me just see if it works first. I'm okay. looking out, at my son, he's crying. There we go. He's crying. I see. What, I, I, what... He's absolutely crying his eyes out. Now, I'm going to tell him to stop crying.
0: And he says, "Well, you're just typing commands into a laptop."
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now he hasn't he hasn't uh, stopped crying yet, but you can't immediately stop crying. I think it takes a few uh, few minutes. But so there we go. And I can see my, my wife's gone out there, and uh, she's uh, she's picking him up. She's trying to comfort him, and uh, she started crying. She's yep. She started crying now. Very strong. Right. I was going to say, how, just, how do you how do
0: you how do you localize these commands then? Because if they're sort of broadcast around the phone, how do you how do you isolate it? Do you do you have issues where you send a command to some people and that just spreads out amongst a bigger group?
1: Well, I'm just uh, f- my neighbour's just come out right, and uh, she's in floods of tears. I don't know if she's okay. okay. Uh, yeah, there's been a bit of a hiccup here actually. Right, okay, <laughs> okay I think. Um,
0: and were you when you retired? Were you asked to keep it a secret? Are you telling us now as a sort of um, as a whistleblower?
1: Look, I've just demonstrated a very simple. Uh, no one got hurt. Uh, it's my family. I can do what I want. And the neighbour, do you know what? Uh, I don't like her, so tough. Uh, but in the wrong hands, in the hands of government, in the hands of say a naughty baker. Uh, maybe I in the hands of, uh, how, are they, how
0: are they comparable? A bad baker in the state?
1: Well, a bad uh, a bad baker might, you know, send out a signal going, uh, uh, eat all the bread in your house and come and buy more bread. Sure. And uh, you'd you do that, wouldn't you? Because you yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, why yeah. you're doing it. I've,
0: I've, I've absolutely no, <laughs> no doubt that the abuse that can happen from the ability to control minds, I'm just saying that isn't localised entirely to the bread
1: industry. Well, if I ran a uh, Kingsmill or Hovis... Yeah. I would use this to a devastating effect. I would send a signal out every Monday morning, going, uh, "You need to buy a loaf of bread this week," and I reckon uh, you know eighty percent of people would do it. Ninety percent of people would. Uh, I mean, I'd have to stagger it because then we'd run out of bread.
0: You mentioned it, sort of. You've got it set up there at home. Do you f- find yourself using these abilities more often than you'd like? do you you like if you have an irritating neighbor or your wife annoys you do you have, have there been any instances where you've you've used it there
1: um again you know it doesn't paint me in a very good light these stories but uh i'm willing to share uh a few weeks back uh one of my neighbors was um he basically was speaking very very loudly and i could hear him through the walls now he had a very very loud voice and I thought to myself, Is this some kind of medical problem? Why is he being so loud? Maybe he uh I don't know, maybe he's shouting at someone, do I need to call nine nine nine? Right. Anyway, I decided to redirect his post to my house via five G. I uh you control the postman? Yes. So I uh I, I know the postman very well, Dennis, lovely man. He uh he he came round, knocked on the door with a parcel and I said, Dennis, do you have a mobile phone? He went, yeah, yeah, it's in the van. I went, go get it. Right. He comes back. I went, go to settings and turn on 5G. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: not, it's, not, it's not very subtle, this mind control aspect, is it? If, as no. everyone you know doesn't have 5G enabled by default, you have to go around asking them specifically to turn it on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. got near limitless abilities once the 5g is enabled but until then you're absolutely powerless
1: (laughs) oh yeah they have to agree to it and you know some people are obviously like who the hell are you why would i do that but Mm. uh, like i said dennis he trusts me i said put on 5g and he went okay now what and I went, no, 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 you don't have to do anything, don't worry about it. It's just, it'll make your internet quicker when you're streaming yeah. or anything. Right, and you run up the stairs. I ran up the stairs, and I had to be very quick, because, you know, he's moving from house to house, and his signal might go. So uh, I ran upstairs, I tapped in the laptop, Deliver all posts... That it's supposed to go to fifty four to fifty six. Yep. I live sure. at fifty six. I want to know what the hell is going on at fifty four. Right, gotcha. you. Uh, so
0: there's another, there's another knock at the door. <laughs> yes. You run downstairs. <laughs> Who could that be? It's Dennis the Postman.
1: And Dennis went to me. Um, here's your post. And right. I said, "Thank you, Dennis." And I look. Do you have any me- thought, any memory of the first conversation? No, 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 no. He, he couldn't. He couldn't remember that he'd spoken to me, because the problem with these signals is that it does wipe out. Uh, 48 hours, everything you have thought and done before the signal goes out. So my son and wife, at the moment, don't remember what happened two days ago.
0: You've got the neighbours parcels and post.
1: Yep, and uh, there's nothing to do with why he's loud, so I went back round to him and said, What were you Like, medicine Uh, for loud talking?
0: mm. Which shout magazine?
1: I've got a friend who uh, has tinnitus, Mm. and he subscribes uh, bi-quarterly, uh to quiet magazine so i thought maybe you know maybe this guy maybe has tinnitus and he can't hear himself talk so if he subscribes to quiet magazine i can go around and say oi get your ears syringed or or, you know let's do something about this let's pad those walls yeah anyway uh i went through his post it was just bill's uh, birthday card so i went back round to his and i said oh there's something wrong with dennis he gave me your post um the guy, when he answered the door, screamed at me. Thank you very much. I thought, right, this guy's got a volume problem. Mm. I said, uh, "Can I look at your phone?" <laughs> he,
0: yeah. he. Uh, he... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. We just got to cut a long story short. You said enable five G. He did that. You said goodbye. You went upstairs <laughs> on your laptop and said, "Be quiet."
1: That is completely
0: accurate. <laughs> right? Have neighbors, <laughs> have neighbors and friends noticed that before? they have a blackout for two days you're going around to people saying hey you got 5g enabled switch it on are people in the town starting to notice what's going on
1: well the problem i had was and it was just before i retired this was only about four months ago i went to a school to do a talk about 5g right now you know kids these days they, they all uh, they've all got you know, very very smart mobile phones
0: yeah, you've brought, you've brought a smartphone for your own four-year-old son. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. People can live their life however, however they want, but you've had him very late in your life.
1: Oh, I have. No, I have. Well, my my wife is significantly younger than I am. I do have sure. to say that.
0: Did she, did she willingly marry you? <laughs> <I feel> like we have
1: to ask those questions now. People did ask, you know, did, uh, did I turn on 5G and ask her to marry me? Right. Um, that is not what I did. Uh, sure. At the time when we met, Uh, the only thing that was around was 3G. Mm. So um, what I did do was I I just phoned her and, you know, we we get on. What can I say? We do actually get on. But um, You're at this school giving this talk. Yeah, and I told the assembly and I told all the classroom and, you know, I told all the kids and all the teachers to turn on, you know, the 5G and let's have some fun. Now, the mistake I told them was that, if they could have a tower like mine, they could control their friends' minds. Oh, I see. So hang yeah. on a minute. So
0: the, this this presentation you gave at the school, you were you explicitly mm. telling the kids about the mind control features? You, you weren't even attempting to keep it a secret. <laughs> you were telling everyone about it.
1: I knew I was retiring, so right. I thought, well, someone needs to know this stuff. You know, like sure. the KFC recipe. Uh, if you're in a, there's only two people that know it, and they can't fly on the same plane in case uh, something happens. I know 11 secrets and I stood in front of this classroom in Beckenham and I told that 200 strong crowd of children and teachers my secrets. Yeah. Uh, some of them they didn't want to know. Some of them were very personal to me. Uh, and only not even about my work, but I just thought I've got to get it all out. The five, the 5G one was a mistake. Um, I shouldn't have told them, and I shouldn't have told uh, them how to build a tower as well. So there was a small outbreak of kids controlling each other's minds and also controlling the teachers.
0: And what was the outcome of that? So so in Beckenham, this is what, only four months ago, all the kids are controlling each other?
1: The kids are controlling each other, but after a day of fun, they realised they could control the uh, teachers. So there was an incident where uh, the teachers were all put on a bus and uh, they were sent to uh, Manchester and uh, the kids <laughs> the kids ran the school and uh, made dinner time three hours long. School yeah. started at 10. It was playtime all day, every day. Uh, no homework. And uh, yeah. They basically I mean, had the, they did what they want. They made the dream school. They made the dream school. Uh, they had clocked into the classroom Wi-Fi and they told the Wi-Fi to do things <laughs> right. to, um, to uh, all the devices that are attached to Wi-Fi. Sure. So the dishwasher was going off, uh, the fridge was opening and shutting. Uh, yeah, I, it was I, like surely, a pologeist. Surely the grand,
0: the, the, grand, the grand scheme of being a people's mind, having the fridge door swing open and shut a few times, isn't that dramatic?
1: no no completely right uh but it was dramatic when imagine imagine i don't know where you're sat now but Im- imagine uh, your fridge just started going mad It started opening and closing you'd be you'd be having a heart attack now imagine uh, 40 kids cheering as that happens uh i don't know why they've got a fridge in the classroom <laughs> but um i don't know if they ordered one yeah they they ordered a lot of stuff off amazon uh, because, of course, the Wi-Fi, uh, they could hack into the uh, the, the classroom uh, you know, passwords and all that. It was a disgrace. I must tell you, it was a disgrace. And, uh, you know, I got, I got the blame. I got the blame. Of course I did.
0: Well, not unreasonably, uh, <laughs> I don't think, in that instance. And how are people able to combat these 5G towers then? We've sort of heard in the news over the last year or so, people burning down 5G towers. Is that an effective defence? at uh, preventing these mind signals. Did th- how did the teachers take back control of the school?
1: Well, the teachers, once they, uh, you know, the, the bus was supposed to go to Manchester, but the signal cut out just outside the M25 and they soon realised what was going on. Uh, they all went back to the school and saw the chaos that I have explained.
0: Mm. The chaos being uh, a long dinner time and a fridge opening and shutting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolute yeah, right. pandemonium. One of the, I mean, the headmaster, and this is, I suppose, why she is the headmaster, she just turned off her 5G. Yeah. And that is something that, when I see people burning the 5G towers, I think you're mad. I cannot control your mind via 5G unless you have 5G turned on on your phone. Yeah. Now, I've got a very strong signal, which is disguised as a tree. It's not... It obviously doesn't look like a tower, otherwise everyone would try and burn it down. It's disguised like a beautiful metal palm tree.
0: When you were working at British Telecom, did you have to disguise other towers? How did you sort of try and blend them into the environment?
1: Well, uh you know, of course we made... Uh, we did make the BT Tower. Yeah. And... Uh, That's not a disguise, it? That's quite an obvious... Well, that was very obvious, yeah. We did put a restaurant up there, but... uh I mean, you could put anything on top of a tower, it's still a bloody tower. You understand what oh, I'm so, saying? So you know? so
0: the, the restaurant was a genuine attempt to convince people that it was a restaurant and not a tower?
1: Yes, yes. The whole right. point of the restaurant was we would say to everyone, look at uh, the grand opening of this wonderful restaurant. Yeah. And, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> These satellite dishes with mind control rays underneath, you know, just disregard them. Ignore that's them. So the, that's so, the restaurant can get sky.
1: Yeah, the main aim of the BT Tower was that it was a restaurant. The fact that it was Upper Tower, well, yeah, that's just a nice thing, isn't it? And then you wait and hope no one clocks. Everyone clocked. They went, hang on, you're a telecoms uh, communication company. Uh, you're not restaurateurs.
0: Did you get chefs in or were just the engineers encouraged to muck in and cook the meals?
1: There was no restaurant. We just told people there was a restaurant up there. We thought... We thought, how are they even going to go up?
0: Well, a lift, I guess, but the whole thing was a cover and there was no need to sort of kit the restaurant out properly.
1: We thought, we just went, hey, everyone, you know that tower, nothing to worry about, it's actually a restaurant. And then we thought, who's going to go up there? Little did we know that there was a work experience chap who was mucking around with the signals. (laughs)
0: Right, with the mind control rays that you don't really keep much
1: of a lid on. (laughs) Well, no, we're a very transparent company. Well, no, we're we
0: talking about... You're in the midst of a story about how you tried to put a restaurant on a tower to make people convinced that it was a restaurant, not a tower. Well, yeah. You're saying you're transparent internally?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. If you if you work with us, we're very mm. transparent, but yeah. we're not transparent uh, outside.
0: Uh, apart from this one week where you had someone doing work
1: experience. <sighs> he, he was a bit naughty, actually, because we hadn't really had a work experience uh, person in. And uh, whenever he asked to see something, we'd say, well, you're not really allowed to see that. It's classified. And he'd go, but I'm on work experience. Now, you know, if that was happening today, I'd go, well, yeah, that's why you're not allowed. But back then... We thought because he was on work experience, he had to see everything. Yeah. So, when he... just
0: showing him all these these major secrets.
1: Well, there was like a you know, for example on the third floor of our HQ. I was walking him round to show him, uh, giving him a little tour, and there was a big red door, and it says top secret. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, what's in there?" And I went, "Oh no, no, no one's allowed in there." And he went, "But I'm on work experience."
0: So you had to let him in.
1: <laughs> and I thought,
0: oh, okay, get the keys out, open the door. Did you did you have access to this door?
1: Yeah, I had the keys, but I'd never right. been in there. And I went to him, but I'm not allowed in there. And he went, are oh, you on work experience? And I went, mm. no, I'm at work. And he went, well, you're not allowed. And I thought, oh. oh. <laughs>
0: See, so, he t- <laughs> so he took the keys off you and went in.
1: He, he went in and he right. shut the door. He came out about half half hour later and he went, very interesting. But what, but what
0: was in that room? Like the master mind control laptop that you was able to sort of send out signals to everybody?
1: Well, yeah, I didn't know what was in there until we were having lunch. In the canteen, yeah. And uh, I was talking to him, and I went, "What do you think about the plans for the revolving restaurant?" And he went, "Yeah, but there is no restaurant." And I'm looking at him like, "Shut up, shut up!" Anyway, I said, "Right, well, you know, maybe we'll go there one day, like little wink." You know, we get a bit nervous now because this guy, this guy knows a lot. He's been in the big top secret room. I went, "Oh, um, well, uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll book that another time, eh?" Anyway, he got up to go to the... Uh, I don't know where he was going. He went, I'll be back in a minute. He went, can I borrow the keys to the, uh, the room? <laughs> the mind control room. Uh, well, I didn't know it was the mind control room until he, uh, well, did what he did. I went, well, I'm not really allowed to give you these. He went, well, I'm on work experience, so hand them over. I went, OK, there you go. He's gone for about 20 minutes. He comes back and he's like, right, that should have done it. I went, what? And he went, never mind. He went into the mind control room And sent a message to everyone who had their uh, G's cranked up to the nines Mm. to book a reservation for 50% off at the restaurant.
0: At the rotating restaurant at the top of the BT Tower? Yes. Now, a prank by this work experience boy means what? Do you hire in waiters and chefs, or do you just all muck in at the restaurant and and try and make it work?
1: When I found this out, I stormed into his office. He got given an office. I mean, you know, this guy was incredible and I said to him I went what the fuck are you playing at there's no restaurant up there I went we don't have any waiters we don't have any chefs what are we going to do he went give me the keys he went in and uh, the fifth floor was all of our engineers and he basically sent a signal to all of them saying you're now chefs and waiters get to the restaurant at 9pm tonight
0: I really need to wrap this up, but is it harder to be a waiter? Because you are part of the waiting staff. Is it harder to be a waiter when the restaurant is spinning?
1: Well, the thing is, when uh, you're, it's like when you play different kinds of music. If you're playing the blues when people are eating dinner, they eat quite slowly, quite casually. If you play like uh, I don't know theme tune of Benny Hill or something, people are going to eat a lot quicker. It's the same with spinning restaurants. If your yeah. restaurant is moving very quickly, people eat very quickly. Service is very quick. You know, think about the millions of people he'd invited to come to the restaurant. And they're all brainwashed, so they're all coming. And so I thought, right, how are we going to get service? So I thought, speed up the restaurant. And uh, did it work? Uh, no, is the short answer. Uh, the long answer is, it really didn't work. Uh, food everywhere... And then when I told to uh, when I told the boy uh, the work experience lad, I said to him, "I went, uh, you need to clean this all up." He didn't like that too much. There was an inquest about a year later. The boy had gone missing. His name was uh, Vladimir Skit. Right. Uh, later, we found out he was a Russian spy. He wasn't sixteen. He hadn't come from a small comprehensive down the road. He was thirty-four with. <laughs> Young, yep. good looks. And he had managed to infiltrate HQ. For some reason, he saw me as a weakness. I don't know why.
0: Well, I don't think reason reason. Uh, <laughs> given that just just repeatedly saying his own um, experience made you give away the, the nation's most closely guarded secrets. Well,
1: what can I say? I'm a caring man. I've got mm. empathy. But um, it was used against us. I mean, we had to do a lot of work in getting uh, Russian intelligence to not uh, be able to control uh, certain aspects of, our, uh, of the way we live.
0: We've, we've got to bring this to a close, but just very quickly, what aspects of life were the Russians trying to control and how did you stop it?
1: Uh, well, you know, that's a big question. I could write a book about it. But mm. um, they, they, they believed that uh, the, the way to a British person's heart is through their stomach and also on the roads. They wanted to control roads like ski electrics, where you got in the car and they controlled where your car went. Right. They also believed uh, that uh, gut health is one of the most important things in mood, yeah. and so they wanted to control uh, what a lot of men in their twenties and thirties were putting in their stomachs and getting. So them, that
0: was sorry. That, uh, that was the big Russian master plan: motorways and yakult. And how did you? Uh, how, did you how did you? How did How did you combat that?
1: Well, we, well we, um, we put cat's eyes on the motorway so we could mm. see what was going on at night time. Yeah. And uh, Yakult, well, actually, I don't know if this is a well-known thing. Yakult is still a Russian con, and I would advise anyone listening to this to stay away from
0: Yakov. Right. I don't know legally where we stand with suggesting that the brands have been infiltrated by the Russians and they are toxic to your health, but either way, it's probably time we wrap this up. Uh, Greg Gloves, thank you very much for joining
1: us. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening to me. And um, for anyone out there, if anyone comes up to you and says switch on your 5G, do it, but at your peril.
0: Well, that's what we've got time for. This episode was researched by John Kearns and edited by Matt Ewins. Sam effects were added by ben williams and the theme tune is by nicky green next episode we'll be investigating the remarkable discovery of a huge collection of never before published sequels by none other than william shakespeare but until then remain vigilant and catch you next time on microscope